on this episode of Resi Week. I talk with Joe Whitaker exclusively about Cedia selling their show to Emerald Expositions, as well as where Cedia's been and where they're going in the future. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. Resi Week, episode 53, going forward. This week's episode of Resi Week is brought to you by Daylight. This is Resi Week. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv, and today I'm joined by my good pal, my good buddy, Joe Whitaker from Our Thoughtful Home. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Thank you for having me again. Um, unfortunately, neither of us are at our ISC, so we get to hang out here. I know. We, yeah, I have children that are very young, so I was not allowed to go. That's what that means. But no, we are, neither of us are at ISE. Uh, Tim is at ISE with, with a slew of AV Nation people, and they are going to be covering the entire show for us, uh, including, again, all the verticals we cover specifically for your interest. They'll be covering a bunch of the residential stuff that is showing up at ISE. Now, Joe, I, I do have a question for you because, you know, the main story that I want to jump into with you today is mainly the, you know, the, the sale of the CDA Expo. But before we jump into that, have you been to ISC before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the, the thing that I, I honestly really love about ISC is the way in which they bring kind of all the, all the mainstream technology that we use together into one big massive show. It's not CES. It's not Infocom. It's not NAB. It's not Cedia. It, it, it's ISE, and obviously it's a collaboration between Infocom and Cedia, but they've also got all the digital signage stuff and everything else. What is it about ISE that makes it so different than you know all the other shows that we have going? Because it's not just a mishmash of all these shows combined. It, it is its own animal. You know, the biggest thing is you can – you can eat five weeks of food there and still lose 20 pounds um, <laughs> because there's so much walking. Um, no, no, it is interesting in, in that it is it's a very peculiar mismatch. Um, I mean, for one, it's in a location where typically globally, no matter where you're at, you can get to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty even jump. Um, the other thing is that partnership between uh, Infocom and Cedia. A lot of people don't realize that it's actually it's a true business partnership, and you know ISC um, has its own board of directors, and on that board of directors sits people from Cedia, uh, executive staff, and from ISC. So they kind of bring all these ideas together, and both associations have great ideas and other great great brands that they're friends with. It could be on their show floor, but it matches somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fit in there. So that's why you see some other things that you typically wouldn't see at an Infocom alone or at a, a, a Cedia show alone. Um, and the other thing is because of its location, you get a lot of cool brands that typically don't happen over here. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm going to give Tom Butler 
uh, over there in the UK, kind of a shout out because you'll see art acoustic stuff mm -hmm. um, that I see something you you typically won't see. Um, and, and it's it's the only current global show. Yeah, where you see Australian brands, you'll see everything. And those are things that when we from the US go over there, we say, Oh, this is a neat video switch, which there was one I saw some years back that wasn't sold in the US. So we mm -hmm. get back. Now we're dealing with a whole new vendor and a whole new distributor and a whole new model that wasn't available to us before. That's kind of one of the powerful things about ISC. It's that one chance to get global exposure. There's things you're going to see and learn that you'd never learn if you didn't leave the border in the US. And the same, same thing in the UK or Australia or anywhere else. You go there, you're going to be exposed to you know, business models, technology, and things you, you just don't see. Well, and I think that was the, you know, I've only been once. I, I was there last year. And as I mentioned, I'm not able to go this year, but next year I'm, I'm planning to be there again. That was probably the biggest thing that I noticed is not only does it bring all these, you know, kind of verticals together, but it is the globalization part. It's the fact that it is easily, you know, 10 hours, give or take, from just about any place in the world. Yeah. Just about. So it's not, it's not an insane flight for anyone, unless you're Australia. They're, they're far. Yeah, they're a flight, but notwithstanding. Um, so you do. You have all these different people, all these different brands that don't always show their faces across the border here. But it's also the, the way in which, and again, given the current world situation, this is going to sound a little comical, but it, it is that globalization that sometimes North America misses and forgets. We get very focused on our local stuff. Whereas when you go overseas, you see a much larger appreciation for that. And you find, just as you said, so many different brands that you, you might not ever see here but that might either fit your business model or might open a door to a new business model that you're just not going to obtain here. Absolutely. I mean, the thought of ISC, you know, kind of uh, that whole process was a big part of the eye opener for Cedia itself going global. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, that was a big thing as we realized. And it's funny, I brought this up a lot of times when people ask me, you know, why did Cedia go global? What is the benefit of Cedia going global? And, and I always look at them and I say, our industry and technology, residential technology specifically, is a whole different trade than any other trade in the world. Because we're not regulated by most of the time, mm -hmm. regulations, governmental regulations, electricians unions, plumbers unions. We don't have those constraints. We're reactive to the technology as technology grows. Yes. And that grows globally. That doesn't grow, you know, that doesn't grow regionally you know google is google everywhere in the world that's a big piece of technology amazon everywhere in the world and those are the things we react to and we grow our industry with so cedia being a global entity is i mean it's perfect it makes sense for what we can do and that's kind of that beauty of isc though mm -hmm. is, is that was kind of that exposure for cedia to see this works globally because it's it's technology tech a cell phone is a cell phone no matter where you are in the world. Um, certain regions are growing faster than others. Like and one of the kind of the cool things about ISC is you've already got content uh, distribution in China that's 8K. Mm -hmm. They're already distributing content in 8K. 
we're not going to see distributed content here in the U.S. And not us as, as home technology professionals, not us as consumers, but you go to ISC and you get exposure to see what that looks like, what that is. What is going to be here in five years? Like, you know, the, the sad thing of in five years, we're probably going to see brass fixtures and locks again. It's going to be popular. It's mm -hmm. popular in the UK right now. I hate brass, but, you know, <laughs> just like uh, square, square light plates for our light switches, mm -hmm. which has been hot in the UK for years. And just They're finally now, coming so our way. Well, and, and, and so that's, that, that's what's important for ISC for technology. And that's the big thing is if you haven't been to, you know, it, whether you're a, a residential pro or a commercial pro or whatever, if you haven't been to an Infocom or a Cedia in a couple of years, when you do go back, you, you kind of, your eyes are open to how much the industry's grown and how much is available to you. And then when you make that next jump and say, hey, I'm going to go to ISC, because that, that's something that people ask me once I came back uh, from my first trip, they, they were asking me all the time about, why I was so, you know, infatuated with the ISC model. And it was exactly what you just said. It's the fact that when you go to CDA and you go to Infocom and, and all the, the local North American shows, you see what's coming in a couple of years. When you go to ISC, you see what's, you know, probably five years ahead for us here. And it, it's, you know, I, I got a friend who's in, uh, he lives in Germany. And he always comes across and we always joke, we're, we're both kind of closed guys. So he'll start telling me what's in fashion in Europe uh, right now. And I'll look at that, take that information and go, okay, so that's going to be fashionable here <laughs> in about four <laughs> years. So I can't buy it today, but in about two years, I'm going to start watching for it because then I can pick it up and be on the upside of it before it's, you know, trendy. And, uh, you know, tech is honestly very similar to that. But speaking of uh, Cydia and, and some of the moves that they've made in the past year, they've gone global and they've sold their show. So last week we had, we had Vin, uh, Bruno, as well as Haggai and a, and a couple other people commenting on the, the Cydia show, but everybody was coming at it from, you know, obviously Vin was coming at it from Cydia's standpoint, uh, being the CEO. Haggai was coming at it from, uh, the CEO of Access Networks, so from a manufacturer standpoint, but outside of myself, we really didn't have anybody who was able to comment it, comment on it, on the sale from an integrator standpoint. And you're, you're in a special position, Joe, because obviously you're on the board. You're fairly well involved in the industry, if I can make that assumption. <laughs> but you're also an integrator. Right. So you're, you're like me um, or I'm like you, depending how we look at it. Given the, the news that CD has been making uh, over the last year, what has prompted all of this kind of from, you know, and, and obviously I don't, I don't want you to take us inside the boardrooms and, and the boardroom meetings, but what has prompted Cedia to be making some of these changes? as somebody who is obviously familiar, but as somebody who's a member and looking at it from a member standpoint? Well, you know, just look at it from the last four years, four to five years, you know, I'll give it that. Um, Cedia changed its look, kind of did a rebranding, a refocusing. Um, 
then obviously going global. Then after that, uh, the sell of the show. So up until five years ago, CDA hadn't made any big changes, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Really at all. Um, there were really significant that had to do with the times. Um, you know, the way the industry has changed, the, the way the momentum has changed. And a lot of that change happened on the outside, on the outside of our industry. Mm -hmm. um, and we just kind of, you know, CD wasn't recognized. And, that, and so it, it's all these changes came about because and a, a really interesting mixed group of people um, came together as a board and acted on some decisions and some ideas that had actually been, you know, discussed and pitched years and years ago. Um, when Ken Erdman was the chairman of CDF, this is probably 70 years ago, um, he brought up this globalization idea. Mm -hmm. But just like the, you know, the rebranding, uh, uh, it just wasn't time yet. You know, the, the industry wasn't ready for it. Our world wasn't ready for it. Um, all, all of these changes are senior growing into what it actually is. You know, it's not just a trade show. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just um, an education body. It's not just a um, government task force to help the integrator with, you know, laws and legalities and all the other things that come along with it. It's kind of all those things. And as a coming of age, it's time to, you know, grow up a little bit. You know, we're not running around the playground with tennis shoes anymore. You know, it's time to really buckle, buckle down. Well, and it's, it's interesting you bring it up because CD for a long time kind of has had that. It, it's something different to everyone. To some people, it is just a trade show or, or it was just a trade show. <laughs> to some people, it was just that lobbying body that went after Congress and went after local state bodies for bylaws and enforcement. For some, it was just a membership community. By going global and then honestly by selling arguably kind of their, their most noted property in, in this, the sale of the show, what does that mean for not only the, the integrators who are members and prospective members, but what does that mean for the, the industry in general? Where, where does Cedia go from this? Do they? Well, they you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. It's one that um, behind closed doors has been discussed a lot. Mm -hmm. But you looked at Cedia in the past, Cedia was always about four things. Trade show, business, education, and community. Four things. That's what, it, you know, the, the, the main portions of it always have been. Well, trade show is just, was a trade show. It was a good place to bring the community together, um, bring some education to the table on a, on a, on a you know, national basis, and some other things. But the trade show actually didn't do anything as itself for, for me as, as, a, as a, a home technology professional. It was a place where, yes, I could you know, meet manufacturers, but I could do that at regional shows. I could do that at distributors. I could do that elsewhere. Um, uh, timing was always good because it was when the new gadgets came out. Right. Uh, but for, for it really, to, you know, in my opinion, a lot of times 
trade show took away from Cedia as a, an association to actually be able to get more involved with the members and offer more to the members. When you had, you know, 75% of Cedia staff spending 75% of all their time on the preparation for the next year's trade show mm -hmm. instead of creating, you know, new outreach programs, new education, new um, regional uh, things. It, it and not to interrupt you, but as somebody who, I guess, never just paid attention to that number, when Vin brought that up, and, and of course, when the, when the sale went public and everybody knew about it and everybody was writing about it, that was the thing that shocked me, was how much time CDS staff dedicated to that show. And I look at, like, I look at my business and heck, some of the businesses that we work for and go, if you dedicated 75% of your workforce, not only in like man hours, but also in people to one event, one three day event, how do you, how do you succeed at anything else you're doing? Exactly. And then, you, you know, on the other side of what you just said, you could not have said that any better. On the other side of that is what is the member's benefit to those three days? Well, and, and I've always said, I always said a couple of things. Um, it used to be management conference. Now it's business exchange. Um, things like that, taking the, taking training back on the road, like it used to be a long time ago, doing those things, where there is a very visible and impactful thing that CDA does for the other 362 days a year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just those three days. It's not just trade show for those three days. There's a whole 362 other days that CDA needs to specifically impact all of its members. And, and the thing, and one of the other things I do want to say, I really want to make sure I classify members. Members are, each one of us is, is home technology professionals, but members are also manufacturers mm -hmm. and members are also trade associations, yep. um, um, distributors, um, CE Pro, they're a member. So making all this stuff work better for every member outside a trade show, the best way to do that is not concentrate all our focus on trade show. Right. Let's, t let's take ourselves out of that. Still have our hands in it, but take ourselves out of that. And now let's take all of that and focus on making business exchange bigger and better, uh, doing on-the-road trainings, bringing certification to regional um, places in the U.S. and U.K. and Australia and South Africa, and now being able to really push it because we don't we don't have to worry about trade show anymore. Well, and I've always been a big proponent, and and if you ever Google me and you know, look at things I've written. One of the Hold biggest on. things that I, no, don't do it. No, you'll, you might find other stuff. We don't want to talk about it. Um, we're keeping our PG rating, Joe. Come on, work with me. Um, but when you do, now he's Googling. <laughs> when you do, you know, look at, look at some of the stuff that I've written about a lot pertains to why trade shows are so important. Because e even myself, I got to the, for, for integrators, let me stress that. Um, but even myself, I, we, I went through a phase where I was going to trade shows all the time. And then I took a couple of years off and I stopped going. And then when I finally got back, I, I, I kind of 
you know, took a step back and realized what I missed by not attending these shows. And there is something to be said for the things you can learn and the things you can pick up at the shows, but for an organization like Cedia to have that be their primary focus as a member was not doing enough for me. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the, one of the good things about this whole, everything that has happened with the uh, Emerald uh, acquiring the show is that Cedia was able to keep all the important things. And when I say keep all the important things, I mean all the education seats. Actually, I think education seats, I'm gonna throw an estimate out there. I think I'm pretty close. Education seats went from us originally having and owning 6,000 hosted, uh, 6,000 available seats for education. Uh, with the deal with Emerald, we will now have 9,000, I think. So we actually gained 3,000 right. seats or so, uh, just in a, uh, you know, availability for education, which is gonna allow us, allow, there's gonna be more than one rack building class, which was an amazingly well-attended class. Um, CD is gonna be able to keep all the branding, mm -hmm. the branding, the look, the messaging. It is still going to be CDA. The education is gonna get better. There's gonna be more of it. CD outreach, which will actually, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you, you, you're gonna to have to hold on. I'm guessing here that with certain staff members not having to worry about the mechanics of the show now, that I'm thinking the association's outreach and interactions during the show are gonna improve because you're gonna you're not gonna have some of these staff members, you know, running around worried about the day-to-day. -day. They're yeah. gonna be running up to manufacturers or HTPs asking them, well, how was your day? You know, it, it's, it, I, th I think there's going to be some things that are going to be amazing that nobody's even thinking about yet because everybody's just like, oh, uh, this, the show sold. Um, I really think it's going to see a big change. And the other thing that I, I keep kind of falling back on is that CD is going to have more time to do all of the other things there. And, and all those other things are the things that members, whether they be integrators, whether they be manufacturers, distributors, whatever, that will provide more value to them. And, and I, think, I think one of the things that kind of gets lost in, in this conversation is that, yeah, they sold the show, but that's really not the biggest part of it. To me, the biggest part is that, yes, you sold the show. Yes, we're now dedicating more, you know, CDA staff member time to benefiting members but you're also you, you didn't just if you had just sold the show to somebody that runs shows right like the guy that runs our local um home shows here he could have bought the show he probably didn't have the pockets but he could have bought the show and that would have done nothing for us but the fact that emerald bought the show who has a, a slew of other shows that they run including some big ones like the National Bath and Kitchen Show or National Kitchen and Bath Show. Um, that's a huge deal because as we've embarked in, in the last year or two on IoT and, and all this other technology that is peripheral to what we do, it's not amp speakers and TVs anymore. Having Emerald running the show and being the company that is going after exhibitors this year we had 
Amazon there. We've had some other, you know, consumer companies coming in, but not at the rate that honestly I would have expected given what IoT is doing in the consumer space. The fact that Emerald is now there and is able to say, hey, we're going to talk to guys from Whirlpool. We're going to talk to Samsung, LG, to all the guys that go to, like all the technology companies that go to CES are now going to have a much easier conversation because Emerald is the size that it is and may work with many of these manufacturers and many of these verticals in their other shows. Bringing that to bear opens a world of possibilities for the CDA show. And no longer will somebody walk in and go to an IoT pavilion, if you will, and see a couple of light switches from companies that we haven't heard of before. They may have the opportunity to go to that pavilion and see a smart washing machine from Samsung or LG or Whirlpool to see all the stuff that our consumers see when they walk into Lowe's and get excited about, we now might have an opportunity to get firsthand knowledge of. And to me, that's kind of arguably the biggest part of this. Well, Am I wrong? No, you're, you're right. Tell me and how I'm right, Joe. It's, a little, <laughs> it's, it's even a little bigger than that because, you know, you look at um, – when it was still, Expo was still attached to it. You look at Cedia Expo 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and you had uh, Nest, first time on the trade show floor, right? Yep. Then you look at last year, 2016, you had Nest. Um, Sonos has been there for a while. Then you had Google, they had their mm -hmm. own booth. Amazon had their own booth. Um, you had these people started to recognize and actually became members. They are member yeah um you, you have that recognition but you're right there's all these other ones that are out there um appliance industry is a perfect one i've been chatting up getting appliances on the on the trade show floor for years um because i saw when uh i did some consultations some years ago for uh, on some whirlpool stuff and they came out with six cents which was their um their iot platform that they had and then, you know i talked to you know ron fleming and some other guys at cd it was like We've got to have this. And he's like, yeah, we do. They're not ready though, um, which was true. But you know, you look at what you just said about Emerald, right? And so I brought up something just to kind of kind of reinforce uh, what you just said, which is really interesting actually, um, because on the other areas of construction or anything like that, that we could have our hands in, mm -hmm. or that we have technologies or that these technologies intertwine, you look at all the other things that they own, and it gets kind of crazy. They HD, which is a hospitality expo, hospitality summit, kitchen uh, KBIS, which mm -hmm. you already mentioned, um, HCD, EFA, thirty uh, construction super conference, um, uh, design and retail, the big kitchen and bath, healthcare, healthcare design, EFA, which is uh, environments for aging uh, in place magazine, and they have their own show. These are all things that we have technologies to be involved in, mm -hmm. but they have technologies that we need to see and be educated on. Well, this is where the magic happens. And not only that, by having the opportunity for us to see what they're already offering in those, those realms and in those verticals, mm -hmm. it allows us as, as integrators and as, 
as members to say, okay, because let's, let's be honest, we are the kings at making things work together. That's what we do. We bring everything else to the table and say, okay, that's cool. Let's make this work over here and bring this in and bring that from up there down to make everything work together. But everybody else doesn't ever normally realize that. So by having the opportunity to see some of these other things and Emerald specifically to be able to, and maybe we're putting too much uh, hope on Emerald bringing things together, but for their bottom line, it makes sense. So having the opportunity to have them help us bring this all together and because they're working with us and we're working with them, the opportunity to see some of the stuff that they have that we would never consider being in, like an aging in place form. That well, I, they've I, tested this, and, and that's the unique thing. The idea has been tested, and, and, and it's one of the things that every time I hear somebody talk about, you know, City is selling the show, and somebody's trying to explain it or talk about that they they don't they don't talk about they don't express is it's already been tested, and here's how. So you know, all these conversations with Emerald have been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. Previous to the actual transaction, um, CD had a 10,000 square foot technology pavilion at Kitchen and Bath Show. Mm -hmm. So now Emerald owns that show. So now, okay, here's all your stuff. It's on one of our big floors. We're seeing how all this stuff works together because we realize if you're aging in place, what place are you usually aging in? Your home mm -hmm. or a somewhat smaller version of your home inside a really big building. Um, these are all things that this industry is catered for. And we have all these other pieces that can tie right into it. But guess what? We, we haven't had the exposure. We haven't been able to bring this stuff together. What a better way than just let's tidy up this trade show. Let's get that on. And then now your members are going to be exposed to all of these other things. And oh, by the way, you've got 3,000 more seats of education. Please mm -hmm. make them education spots on aging in place, on kitchen and bath technologies. Wow, now we'll see, now we actually created a member benefit out of a tech show sale. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, down the road, when we're looking back, you know, after next year's show, there will be very few people who will be even even commenting on the sale the way it, it has been happening the last little bit. Once once this all kicks off and unless it is a complete meltdown, <laughs> there right. which I don't you know again it, they're big enough that that won't happen, and there will be changes and there will be things that some you know members may be upset with, but all in all, looking back after a year or two after the sale. I don't foresee anyone looking at it with a critical mind and being able to say that this wasn't a good idea. Right. And, and, you know, I had a couple of things written down on a note over here was the other thing that kind of is not really being addressed. You know, when I say that CD will be able to do more during the year, is that this kind of, I don't want to say overshadowed, but this was so big and so visible that people forgot that this CD becoming global thing just got accomplished just prior to that. Mm -hmm. So what that means is, is now there's time and effort to be able to take something like business exchange and repeat that in EMEA in the UK mm -hmm. and take tech forums. It happens over in the UK. 
and bring that over to the U.S. And then yeah. take the way they do an award ceremony as this, you know, really neat gala that's just, I mean, really means something. Mm-hmm. Bring that over here. Now, now, we, now we have a mechanism to be able to bring all these things together and actually make it better, make it better. And that's what everybody's forgetting is, is there's a lot more to do now, you know, and there's a lot more people involved. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's nowhere to go, but, uh, you know, even though, even if we'll just say, even if the trade show fails, we're, we're going to, we're going to play devil's advocate. Even if the trade show fails, it's not going to affect the members. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's not going to affect the members at all. Well, and I, I think that is arguably the best point out of everything that we talked about today is now the trade show doesn't matter. If, if members show up, great. If they don't, who cares? If, if numbers, if numbers are down and not as many integrators show up, the, the house isn't burning. Who cares? Because we're still going to continue to do the education. We're still going to continue to bring all this new information on a global scale to everyone else involved because we're not, you know, everyone was so focused on the, you know, again, how many, how many man hours were involved in this and how much time people were taking now, you know, on the flip side, none of it matters because whether or not the show is a success and whether it grows or not, will not have as much of an effect on the trade industry the, the actual CEDIA industry, but also on its members. And, and, and that, that, of course, was a worst-case scenario. Um, oh, and, and to quote, <laughs> to quote a, uh, a former uh, MIA board member, Salon, um, it's a Vin-Vin situation. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Think, no, think about it. Think about it. Right? So Emerald obviously has more money than mm-hmm. CEDIA. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, more money. Right, so they can secure bigger spaces much easier at much better rates, and attract more manufacturers, make the show bigger. And if you look at from, I don't know, 2013 um, to present, there's been a steady um, attendee growth mm-hmm. year over year for Cedia. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when you make it, you know, bigger and better? Better. More stuff. There's no way that it can shrink. I there's, mean, it's there's just, something it, about that. If you build it, it, people come and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. You know? That uh, whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those that it's it's not set up for failure in any manner. No, you know the way the way it is it, it, mechanically. You know, there's going to be more education, more CD involvement. That's actually involvement with the members and not the show. A bigger show with a bigger budget and a bigger audience of manufacturers actually show up on the floor. I mean, it's a big deal. But, uh, but then again, you know, you have to look at Common Press today. Um, all they want to ask is, you know, how much was it? What does it affect? What are you losing? You know, and, and all of these things, one of the most important things is how big is this going to be? How big of a gain is this going to be? Yeah. It, I think it's going to be the biggest that we've ever seen. I, I would have to agree. There, there's nothing, there's nothing that points to a, an actual negative factor of this. Zero. 
So on that note, let's cut this one short. Otherwise, we're going to just keep going and going because it's yeah, you and me. We always do. But I, I, do, I do want to drop something real quick. Yeah, drop something. Um, I don't. I, I, I don't know if you're going. March first through third, business exchange. Um, I'll be there, so that means you have to be there. Um, <laughs> no, but no, it's going to be a good one this year. It's going to be in San Antonio, Texas, my hometown. Um, so that means I'm going to tell everybody where you know good barbecue and tacos is. Mm, tacos. And, uh, it, it, no, it's going to be a good time. Uh, perfect weather, March in San Antonio. You couldn't ask for better, and. Um, I want to see the place packed, full, full, full house. I must say, I've heard, I've talked to quite a few people, both manufacturers and integrators, who have gone to previous tech exchanges and have heard nothing but good things. Well, you know, it, it's uh, uh, Heather, who is, who is <laughs> on your show a little bit. Um, she loves it. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, big supporter of it. And, if somebody like that could be a big supporter, what could be, you know, what, 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 what could, could be wrong? wrong? What could you be missing? Do you, before we leave, do you want to drop a soft announcement on something that's coming in the future? Oh, we could. I we mean, could. You, know, you might as well. Well, I mean, so, so hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us banter for the last, gosh, 45 minutes. <laughs> George is going to hate editing this one. Um, but, Joe and I like to banter a lot. So we might be working on a little something-something that includes more Matt and Joe or, or Joe and Matt banter. Specific to residential, but maybe not from the angle you're thinking. So stay tuned. It's coming soon. And uh, yeah, you should like it. Because seriously, what's not to like? It's me and Joe. I know. I mean, it couldn't be anything better. No, not at all. All right, that sums up this episode of Resi Week. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Joe, where can people connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Thoughtful Home, Facebook, at The Thoughtful Home, and you can always drop me an email at joe at thethoughtfulhome.com. Very good. For myself, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. Uh, under that, just Google me. I'm fairly easy to find. Uh, unless you get, there's a rugby guy in Australia, Matt Scott, he's messing with my, my search algorithms, but notwithstanding, uh, please, in addition to following and connecting with us, please make, uh, time to stop by aviation.tv. You'll find this show and all the past episodes, as well as a wide variety of other shows that cover all the verticals that we cover. When you're there on aviation.tv, please make time to check out all of our underwriters. They allow us to do what we do and we are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well. Uh, stay tuned. We've got tons of uh, content coming to you from ISC 2017 and that will be making its way to the interwebs as of tomorrow because it's kicking off tomorrow. That's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Resi Week. 